This is the Hodgkin's Lutheran Podcast, Episode 4, Leaving All to Follow Christ. The Gospel reading for the Tuesday after Reminiscere. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. Despite what it may look like, Jesus is not telling his disciples to hate their families. To understand Jesus' words this way would be to read them out of context and to misrepresent what Jesus is trying to teach. It would be odd and inconsistent for Jesus to say here that in order to be his disciple, one must forsake house and home, wife and child, land and animals, and even body and life. This is what the Pharisees did, or at least what they appeared to do. Jesus rebukes them for it. They forsook their families, denying care to their own parents in order to devote the money they would have otherwise spent for that purpose as a gift to God. How pious! That type of denial and sacrifice seems to be what Jesus is calling for here, but it is not. He rebukes the Pharisees for, quote, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, end quote. Mark chapter 7, verse 11. The word of God says that we are to honor father and mother. The Pharisees were not doing so. They were breaking God's command by not caring for their parents, even though they took the money they would have used to care for them and diverted it for so-called holy purposes. It isn't a good work to give a monetary gift to God if in doing so we break his command. Rather, we should give the gift and at the same time fear and love God so that we may not despise nor anger our parents and masters, but give them honor, serve, obey, and hold them in love and esteem. The Reformers dealt with the same type of issue. People viewed those who took monastic vows as a kind of first-class Christian. Those monks were much better than the average layman. They were doing an especially good work. They were forsaking the world and devoting themselves to serving God. In the Small Called Articles, Luther answers this mindset very bluntly. He who makes a vow to live as a monk believes that he will enter upon a way of life holier than ordinary Christians lead. He wants to earn heaven by his own works, not only for himself, but also for others. This is to deny Christ. So, what does Jesus mean when he says we cannot be his disciple unless we hate our father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, and our own life? We know he wants us to care for our parents. We know he doesn't want us to make up our own traditions to follow, which make us look holier than the average Christian for the purpose of earning our way into the kingdom of heaven by our own inadequate works So what does he want? Jesus wants us to know 
what is ultimately important. He wants us to know that what is ultimately important is not this body and life, our goods, fame, child, or wife. He wants us to know that though these things all be gone, our victory has been won. The kingdom ours remaineth. The kingdom of God into which we entered by the blood of Christ is ours now. We who are connected to Christ, to his death and resurrection in our baptism, have what he promises us. And it is the most important thing ever, the forgiveness of our sins and eternal life, resurrected from our grave in our own perfected body with Christ forever. In the new and restored creation, where we will be forever free from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Jesus wants us to understand what is ultimately important. Our families, our possessions, our lives, these are all good gifts from God, but he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. By telling us to hate our father and mother, Jesus is really pointing us back to his law given to Moses. If your brother, the son of your mother, your son or daughter, the wife of your bosom or your friend who is as your own soul secretly entices you, saying, let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers, of the gods of the people, which are all around you, near to you or far off from you, from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth, you shall not consent to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him or conceal him, but you shall surely kill him. Your hand shall be first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of all the people. Deuteronomy Chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. God and his word is the most important thing. God's word is the means by which we, he converts us, forgives us, and makes us alive in Christ, who is the word incarnate. Here, God tells the people that he is more important to them than the bonds of friendship or family. So much so that even if our family members try to lead us astray from the faith, we should choose Christ over them. Thankfully, since we no longer live in the theocratic nation of Old Testament Israel, like Moses and the Israelites, we are not bound by the civil law of that country, and therefore we're not obligated to put our heretic relatives to death. But the obligation of the moral law remains. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear and love and trust in God above all things. This is what Jesus means when explaining that he has not come to bring peace, but a sword says, For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. 
This is why he tells us not to fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Our enemies in this world who hate the gospel and seek to tear down Christ's church. Instead, Jesus tells us that we should fear him who is able to both destroy body and soul in hell. God. The unbelieving world may be able to persecute us. They may be able to mistreat us and steal our property and even murder us. Christ says, so be it. Those things, good as they may be, are not ultimately important. If you think they are and are not willing to let them go, you have already received your reward. In Christ, the kingdom ours remaineth. They can't take away from us what God the Father has promised us in Christ, that which is of ultimate importance, the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting. Because he lives, we shall live also. Thank you for listening to the Hodgkin's Lutheran Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to explore more content, you can visit the Hodgkin's Lutheran at hodgkinslutheran.blogspot.com or simply search the Hodgkin's Lutheran in your web browser. Thanks. Have a good day.